0: What's up America Uncensored? We're super happy to have you back. This is Dara and flow and we're super happy to be here today uh today is thursday it is 3 p.m uh welcome this is gonna be our new time at 3 p.m so we're excited to have everyone here that's listening and for those of you that are gonna be checking in later and listening um thank you for coming back to us we're super excited about that we actually have a lot to talk about right now um there's been a lot that's been going on uh, especially with 2021 we are now officially here in texas ending the mask mandate uh so flo what do you think about the mask mandate being you know i guess lifted
1: from texas we're not ready yet we're not ready i know it's been a year and people are people who have been against mask this whole time are like let's do it let's let's you know go back to normal but it's really just we're not ready yet we we haven't I know that a lot of people, um, I don't remember exactly the number of um, how many people have actually been vaccinated yet, but I know that, I know quite a few people who have gotten it already and they're completely done with their second round and I just don't, I just don't think we're ready. Okay. Um, I know that a lot of people
0: are going to disagree with that, and which is absolutely okay. Um, when would you say though, we're ready? I, I think that that's kind of what we're waiting on is like, what is ready anymore? Do well, we even know?
1: for starters, I don't know me and just thinking, like I said, um, there are a lot of people who have been against masks this entire time and kind of against the quarantine, kind of against the the uh, shutdown, if you will. Um, and those people exactly are going to just they, they're living their lives normally. Like, right. you Nothing's know, changed. nothing has really changed for them. And I mean, we're about to have the kids are about to have spring break is like my biggest worry. Right. Um, everyone is about to travel. Everyone is about to go all over the place. And then we're going to come back and send them back to school. Like the surge with spring break happening was already a concern for a lot of people. And now that everything's going to be reopened in Texas and there's no mask anymore. Like I I can just imagine the surge and what it's going to do with that? Right. I
0: actually was talking to um, talking to a fellow uh, employee the other day at the business that I work at, and she was actually saying she's a really big conspiracy theorist. So she believes in all kinds of conspiracy, and so her theory is right now that, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason why they're I guess lifting this mandate is because they want to cancel summer. And so, oh. yeah, so her, her mindset was, I think that clearly it's a bad idea. We are exactly at about the one year mark from when COVID really started to affect us here in Texas. I'll just speak for Texas and what I know here in Houston. Um, and so she thinks that, well, you know, if we, we let this happen in the next month, the surge will rise and that will allow for canceling summertime. That's wild. I didn't even think
1: about that. I was literally, I couldn't get past spring break coming up. I know. Wow. Oh my gosh. I didn't think about
0: that. Right. So, I mean, you know, and I I believe I'm I'm really nervous for the, I guess, the hospital workers, the nurses, for all of those people, you know, they're working their ass off, you know, to say lightly. Um, And... I actually saw somebody who works in the hospital earlier. They made a post and it was, we're not ready. This is a suicide for Texas. And, um, you know, and then again, I see people that are like, freedom. Let us breathe. Take the mask off. It's not doing anything that I have to walk into the building with the mask on sit down and take the mask off and it's still the same number of people that are around me from whenever I was walking in. Right, I never got that
1: in the first place. I don't either,
0: you know, and I I do believe that um, a lot of it is mind control. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I do believe that, but at the same time, I do believe in the protection of it. Somebody said, if you do believe in masks working and you think that your little cloth mask is working for you, I want you to go to a construction site And I want you to stand there at the construction site if you're not wearing an N95, a K95 Mm -hmm. mask and tell me if your mask works. Mm -hmm. And they said it's the same thing. Um, So how do you feel about that? Do you think that your little cloth masks that you wear, does it make you just feel safer or what is it?
1: I don't know. I think I've grown to like it. And I said, even if this mandate is over, I'm probably still going to wear my mask out. And I just kind of feel like, you know, you're in the grocery store and people just don't know, like, personal space. Like, even during this whole COVID thing, I'm like, geez, like, can you back up? I Yeah, I'm that right. girl at the store that's like, are you six feet away from me? Because you're literally like, do you want to push this cart with me? Right. You're breathing on me. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, God, with the mask, like, you don't have to smell people. <laughs> you don't have to, <laughs> you know, it kind of puts a barrier for those people who don't know personal space. Right. So... So do you feel protected though? Do you, is that something
0: that whether or not it works
1: against COVID? I'm not really sure. You know, I was super careful and still got it.
0: Right. No, I
1: understand. And you know, I was actually at the store
0: earlier today and, um, there was a lady in there that her cough was horrendous. I mean, literally it was, it was just crazy. Um, and it makes me think, like, do you feel comfortable when you're
1: out if you have to sneeze or cough anymore? No, I feel like a leopard. Uh, right? Exactly. Exactly. You I just feel stand like, out. I ah, feel I gotta sneeze. I don't want everyone to be right. like, what are you
0: doing here? I mean, this lady was coughing and I caught myself literally wanting to give her just like an ugly look because I was like, you literally sound like you do have COVID. Yeah. And, but it's weird because then I think about it in my head and I'm like, man, like, is there such thing as just being sick anymore? No. Do we, you know, what? what is the common cold? What is flu season? What is, you know, what's the stomach virus? You know, there's so many different things that um, I feel like I am on one end of the spectrum. We're not ready to take these masks off. But I will say I'm super happy, you guys. And I just want to say congratulations to all small businesses and businesses in general that were not being able to actually operate at their 100% yeah. for being able to do that now. So that's such a wonderful thing. Um, I'm just really, I'm really excited for that. You
1: know, I've seen everywhere all over Facebook, all of my friends, everybody wants to know. So we canceled the Houston Rodeo. And I I know that a lot of people are like, oh man, I want to go to the cookout, uh, cook off. I want to, you know party i want to go see the artist you know but i was thinking more on the people who you know look for it um as a a, to make a living yeah sorry i couldn't get that out um every you know people who literally work all year long you know to make their money at the rodeo and they cancel it And then a week later, we hear, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to reopen 100%. And you don't have to wear a mask anymore either.
0: It's really weird. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. But people predicted this before the election. And we are America Uncensored. I really do believe that this is something that a lot of people, and I'm not going to say who voted for who or, you know, on what party, but people knew that. And they were saying forever, once once this happens, once the election is done, COVID will no longer be a big deal. Yeah. And I, I think, honestly, that um it's kind of scary to think that it's not. Yeah. You know? But maybe it isn't. Who knows? I mean, you had it. You were horrible uh, with it in the hospital. Yeah, so, it was bad. Uh, but I do feel bad for those people that right now, business-wise, I know that um Danny said that, Danny mentioned that... um. And Austin, South by Southwest, mm-hmm. is still canceled. Mm-hmm. I know ACL is going to be still going on. Uh, but I do feel for the people at the rodeo that are... Yeah, they look forward to it. I mean, it. that's their moneymaker. It's a really sad thing. Uh, I'm wondering if the Roughnecks are going to come back. I don't know if you were a fan oh, of that. Yeah. but I, I was, completely
1: forgot about them. Oh, my God. Yes. I
0: loved the Roughnecks. And actually, they were doing an amazing job. Right. And I have a really funny story to tell you right quick. Um, my neighbor down the street actually bought, or he ordered to have a limousine pick us up about three to four days before, uh, one of the Roughnecks games here Uh in Houston. And, um, it got canceled because of COVID. And ever since then, I mean, I remember that was kind of my very beginning experience of like cancellation Mm -hmm. of events and different things like that. Then I got tickets, uh, to the Woodlands, uh, pavilion to see, I want to say it was like Clay Walker and then that got canceled. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all of this cancellation, it's really interesting to see how we're going to start bringing things back in. And, um, if people are going to have to show vaccination in order to get into these events.
1: I was wondering about that. So I got a call this past week from, um, my daughter's school and they were like hey you know we we're looking in her folder we're missing her vaccine record and I was like oh that's weird I turned it in but I'll go ahead and send you a new copy so I got on and um I got on the my chart you know and it says right. it says like click here for your printable version so I got it or whatever and I was thinking like oh my gosh school restarting back in August the vaccine should be available to everyone. Like I believe right now it's still only available to like a certain age group. And if you have any health conditions or if you work in the medical field, I know a lot of my friends who work in the medical field have gotten theirs because you know, they work there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing word that we're expecting this vaccine to be available to everyone. And I'm wondering if it's going to be a necessity for kids to go back to school.
0: You know, that's, scary to think about um, for I think a lot of people and I actually know a lot of people that are anti that Mm -hmm. Um, personally I'm not too affected by that Uh, I know that I don't want to get the shot I haven't gotten a flu shot in I don't know how many years Mm -hmm. and I know that there's a lot of workers nurses doctors that would say yeah you're a part of the problem you need to get your shot, you know, or whatever they might say about it. And it makes me feel torn a little bit. Yeah. I'm just not comfortable right now. I'm not comfortable with getting a shot and not knowing what my ultimate, what my side effect would be, you know? And I've also, you know, to speak, if you haven't heard me uh, talk about it before, I also have had COVID and I had a mild case of it. Um, but I would hate to get the shot and have something much worse go on with me. So I'm just a little nervous about it. And so, you know, opening up, opening up Texas, um, I think is going to start bringing in a lot of these different questions from people is, are we, are we supposed to have this vaccine? Do we need to
1: have it? Mm -hmm. What's this going to allow us to do or not allow us to do? Right. Um, I do know someone personally who got the COVID vaccine and, um, a couple weeks later then developed the disease, um, And I don't know. I don't think she had it that bad. I think she had like a really bad cough, but I don't, she, she didn't have to be hospitalized or anything like that. So I am really curious, like how many people have gotten it afterwards and was it worth it? Like, do you think that you could have avoided getting it without getting the vaccine? Right. The other thing that I think about all the time is, um, and I'm not against anybody, so don't shoot me, but, um, there are, we do have a lot of people that, you know, that live in our world that are like non-vaxxers they they don't get their children vaccinated um for the vaccines that they already need for school right so if this gets added to the list i i kind of go back and forth i'm like dang i don't really know if i want to get like i didn't get my daughter's flu shot this year i took her back in january for her one for her checkup you know right um, and they asked, do you want her flu vaccine? I don't ever get the flu vaccine unless I absolutely have to for, for, like work purposes. But, um, every time I get it, I end up getting the flu really bad. Like right. I just can't fight it off. Like I didn't fight off COVID and had to get plasma, you know? Right. Um, so I kind of keep, I keep going back and forth, like whether or not I want, I would get it for my, for my daughter. Your daughter is
0: at home, though, and not in school, correct? <laughs> She's still virtually. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's another thing is a lot of people are realizing that they're not getting these, we'll call them sicknesses, these other, you know, uh, variants mm-hmm. of illness and, and virus and just different things like that because a lot of people, one, are not leaving the house mm-hmm. or they're just not really exposing themselves, exposing themselves which I think can go... You know, my dad would say, "Either way, that's, that's the bad thing is these kids aren't getting their hands yeah. dirty." You know, the herd you need, immunity. Yeah, you need to get that too, I believe. So it's a really tough um, situation that I think that all of us are in, and I know that the people that are anti-mask are just very excited about this to be done with. However, operating a small business, I will say I'm in a really sticky situation right now mm-hmm. because I do know that some family members they come to my business because they know the safety precautions that I'm taking. Right. And they appreciate it and they want that. I have family members who their children train with me and at home, maybe mom's pregnant. Or at Mm -hmm. home, maybe grandpa is, you know, has heart issues or diabetes or just so many things where they are higher risk to where I have to think, Okay, do we've been doing it for a year now? Do I just say, hey, we're going to keep the mask for a little bit longer from
1: one day to the next? Or yeah. do
0: I say, hey, you know what, mask off?
1: You know, like
0: well, what's what's the right thing to do? So I'm in a little bit of a permit, uh, predicament too. So if there's anybody out there that's listening that also is operating a small business or just business in general mm-hmm. that, um, you know, more so is dealing with customers that are in constant contact mm-hmm. with each other, what's your stance? Do you think that, um, you know, it's good to just go ahead and rip the bandaid off. Or do you think that it's good to also continue to protect your customers and everything? Yeah. Um, I, I see that, um, Danny did say it is beneficial for you to still require masks. Um, which I, I believe so too. So I think that that is something that I also, you know, want to continue doing, but I also have to understand there are some people that are ready to take it off. So I really at this point don't know if it's going to be a requirement or if it's going to be your option.
1: So let me just say this. So since the beginning of COVID, I took, you know, the safety precautions to make sure that I didn't get sick. And the reason being is I just even growing up, I've always had a really bad immune system, really low. Right. When I get sick, I get sick. Um, I, you know, love to get pneumonia every year and it's really <laughs> bad and you have to get hospitalized right. often, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not a good thing. So I try really, I tried really hard to be really safe and still got it, you know, and then, you know, I had it really bad and was hospitalized for a little bit, but now I feel like, you know, I, I don't know, I go back and forth with, I'm really thankful that I got to work from home. Literally you've been working from home since like, I think it was like March the 13th or something like that of last year. Right. Um, I, I, I wonder if I worked in a different setting, if I had a different job, if I, if I had to still be like a frontline worker, if I would have continued working, you know, I, I kind of think like, God, you know, if I worked at a grocery store or something like that and they stayed open, even though we had to wear masks. I probably wouldn't have wanted to work. I probably would have wanted to stay home because for fear of getting COVID, you know? Right. And now I, I'm i thinking about those workers now. So I know for sure, you know, everyone in Texas says what HEB says goes, you know? And right. So HEB said they're still going to require and everybody in their own business can make up that role now since the mandate's going to be gone. Um, But HEB said, I'm going to, we're we're gonna still require mask to come into our store right and i was thinking like what if those employees like i'm sure there are employees that are worried about it too so what if what if next month they say okay no more mask we're good like there was no surge everything's okay we're still open get rid of the mask right what i i feel for the employees that are still gonna want that protection well you
0: know um just to bring it back a little bit, and I haven't even spoke about this, so this is all going to be new for everyone listening and for yourself. I actually just found out uh, from a employee, uh, the same one I mentioned earlier, the conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. um, I just found out that her daughter just had COVID right before the winter storm. Oh, wow. Right. She lives with her daughter, and her and she's, she's been she's, at work yeah. consistently. And I just found this out yesterday. Oh, wow. Which... Um, you know, it's, it's a little Has she
1: had COVID? Yes,
0: she had COVID. I honestly, I think that's where I got it from. Clearly. I mean, the only place that I've been is work. So she, she had it and she said, you know, it's crazy. The first time my husband got it and I got it, uh, but none of the kids did this time. My daughter had it and, and it was right before the winter storm. Does she
1: know she got it from school? She thinks she got it from school. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I get those emails every day, even though my daughter's still, you know, virtual learning. I get the emails every day, at least two or three a day. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, she said
0: her daughter was very sick, though. Um, Her daughter was very, very sick and um, super high fever, bad stomach pain. Um, She recovered. She's fine now. But, But what's scary about that is I've been in that facility Mm -hmm. and other people have been around it, you know, and I think the scary part about no mask is I personally feel a little bit of protection. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's mental.
1: Who knows? I mean, it stops people from spitting on you.
0: You know, when they talk to you. It just, it makes me feel a little bit better. Um, But, you know, I see that uh, Danielle said, his brother said they weren't going to require them. I've been seeing back and forth on HEB different stances. And I saw that one was going to be that their actual employees they were going to have still wear masks. Mm-hmm. Their employees and vendors were still going to wear masks. I honestly and then, think
1: that a lot of people are just worried that if they still require masks, they're going to lose gonna business. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose business. People are going to be, especially the non-maskers, non-mask, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, are going to be like, okay, I'm not going to HEB. Then if I have to wear my mask there, I'll just go down the street to Kroger. Right. You know, and I, I think it is pro-choice though. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I believe at this point... We all, I believe, are guilty of going around people without a mask. Mm -hmm. And it feels good. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I like going to the store and not putting on any makeup or worrying about anything and throwing a mask on. It's literally been so convenient. I feel that 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, we see people saying even working out with one on. Yeah. You know, that's something that is really big. You know, we, people want to breathe yeah and you know they actually did a study saying that um it doesn't affect your breathing oh really yeah it's scientifically
1: proved that the mask does not
0: affect your breathing
1: i feel like it does like that's the same way like i can't sleep with the cover over my head but
0: you know also it depends on what's covering your face and that's they say The mask you're wearing really isn't even isn't protecting you, you know. Yeah. So I think it just goes back and forth on that. But I do want to go ahead and uh, I want to read something. And this was just talking about like uh, and mask talk and just different things like that. And you talking about your daughter needing to get a shot record, and you had to prove to the school again, right? You had to prove that she got her vaccination. Was that correct? Yes. Okay. So um, I want to move forward in America uncensored to exclusively um, unaccompanied kids being held by border patrol for 77 hours on average, um, the internal documents show. So if you're just tuning in or if you're somebody that's coming back, we've been following a lot of the border crisis, which I want to make very clear right now, the Biden administration has not ruled the border a crisis situation. And we have hundreds, hundreds, Thousands of people that are crossing over the border, and this is not just referencing to the Mexico border, okay. Um, that are coming over, and their administration actually got some heat this past week because they were not supposed to detain the children for more than three days, mm-hmm. and they're over that now. Oh, wow! And so, they're getting a lot of backlash from a lot of supporters who are pro Biden. Um, and just pro kind of actually bringing the, the migrants over here Mm -hmm. and just them getting their asylum, Mm -hmm. um, which somebody spoke. And I think I said last week, asylum was not supposed to be for seeing a better opportunity and going and getting it. Um, they made a, a really great statement and said, that would be like me living in the slums of Detroit and going over to Beverly Hills, Rodeo drive and saying, well, Hey, I need to be over here because it's a lot nicer. It's a
1: nicer neighborhood. Right. right.
0: And those people in Detroit, there's robberies, there's shootings, there's murders constantly, mm-hmm. but you just can't do that. But it's supposed to be when you are literally, your life is just threatened at a, a consistency. Um, and so there's a lot going on for a lot of people trying to get here. And people are fighting for them. They're, they want them to come here. But I want to say, and I thought it was funny, you saying you had to show these shot records mm-hmm. and prove that. How do we do that with these thousands upon thousands of people that we're letting come here? And I wanted to read this. Mm-hmm. It says, Migrant children crossing the U.S.-Mexico border alone are staying in Border Patrol custody for longer than three days on average. Overwhelming capacity at border, facilities and are indicating a crisis taking shape. And this is by internal documents. It says the custom and Border Protection documents dated Tuesday, and I want everybody to know this is this past Tuesday. This isn't an old, old reading. This is not, you know, this is current. The Customs and Border Protection documents dated Tuesday show a growing trend of unaccompanied children coming into U.S. custody at levels beyond the Health Human Services Department's ability to house them. Mm-hmm. Given limited shelter capacity due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic. This is what the former president, Donald J. Trump was getting crucified for was what do you, what do you know him for children? And what in cages cages, right? Mm-hmm. Children in cages that the Obama administration had built, but mm-hmm. it wasn't supposed to be for children. But what about now? Yeah. So what do you think? Flo? What, what is that? And there's more that I want to read on to this, but on that, just certain thing. What do you think about kids right now um, being being held I guess in custody for longer than three days in shelter capacity uh, at shelter capacity that's at a risk for health? What do you think of that?
1: I wonder I haven't seen any images or anything. Um, which we usually do remember when, um, they were, like you said, crucifying Trump for putting kids in cages. Right. There were pictures all over the place of like the living conditions that they were being kept in and stuff like that. Um, I haven't seen anything recently, but I am curious to see, are they keeping them six feet away? Right. Because with the capacity, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about capacity and, and whatnot. Are they following those guidelines? I wonder. And just how many people can they actually fit if everyone's kept six feet away? Absolutely. And,
0: you know, uh, imagine hosting Christmas or Thanksgiving or if you're listening and you're just hosting a party, you know, what is it like if you host a party and let's say it's a birthday party and it's in your backyard, you live in a little suburban neighborhood and your backyard is, you know, not not huge, but you can have a little barbecue and comfortably have you know a few friends over what happens if you have that barbecue and then all of a sudden all of your friends invited two or three more of their friends and then they also brought their dogs you're overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and it's a crazy scenario to say but when people are crucifying president former president trump Mm -hmm. about the living situations and the conditions and just different things like that we were not, and we are still as of right now with Biden administration, not prepared for the multitude of people that are coming into America. And so we can only prepare as well as we can. Right. And that's that's what I just feel like is, should I even be mad at Biden right now? I mean... You know, he said, it's, nobody's going to be there longer than three days. We're not, you know, we're getting these kids. We got to put them back with their families. We have to do right. this, that, and the other. But it's not. Mm-hmm. That's not what's it's happening. Not happening. And what they said is on an average, over the last 21 days, the Border Patrol um, and Border Protection arrest around 340 children who cross the U.S.-Mexico border alone.
1: Yeesh.
0: The average time in Border Patrol facilities, which are not designed to hold children, not designed for children was 77 hours longer than the 72 hours permitted under the United States law. So now we should be protesting. I
1: mean, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary to think like this is happening. You know what else is scary that um, Danny just mentioned in the comments um, and I did hear I don't know if it was on the news or what 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 outlet I heard it on Um but the immigrants that had been tested, testing positive for COVID were just being released into our country, not sent back, not being quarantined. And, right. you know, what's really crazy is that when um, COVID first started and we were talking about shutting, you know, shutting America down and and all this quarantine talk, I watched several videos of how other countries were handling it. Right. Um, I know Italy had like a a big problem with it they literally made everyone stay home and they patrolled the streets and made sure that everyone was actually quarantining i realized like we have way too many people for and not enough manpower to do that here (laughs) absolutely and not not enough people listened to it that people were still getting together with people that's why we had the the spread that we had instead of everyone staying home we just couldn't stay home it's like that those memes would you stay home for five million dollars we couldn't do it right No. No, everyone's like oh i could do it no we couldn't um but the other countries going back to what i was saying sorry the other countries if you were like flying back home i watched one specifically and i want to say it was um japan and it was if you were like flying back home from anywhere else in the world they took you from the airport. Sent you to like a quarantine spot and they set them up nice. It wasn't a cage or anything like that. It was like a nice little pod where they had all the food, all the water, medicine if they needed it. They had someone check on them a few times a day. They made sure that those people were quarantined for 14 days before they were allowed to go home, before right. they were allowed to be with their families and all of that. Right. I realize we have so many people in so many airports in the US that that may be a little more difficult. But if we're focusing so much on the immigrants coming from the border, why aren't we doing that for the ones that are testing positive? We should be testing all of them. And I mean, if we can go get and I have I've personally gone and gotten free testing a few times. It's so easy. You make an appointment, you go, you drive through, they do the mouth swab or you do it yourself. You turn it in and then a few days later you get your results. Right. I've done it. I've done it for my daughter. If it's free and we're able to do that, why can't we do that for the people that are crossing the border? And then when they have COVID, why don't we make sure we keep them quarantined instead of releasing them into the country? See, and I'm
0: so, um, I understand what you're saying and I'm just against all of it. You know, that's the biggest thing is these people are breaking the law. And, you know, in, did you hear about Yuma, Arizona? No. There were more than 600 people of all ages in custody in a space designed for 104 people.
1: Oh my God.
0: Wow. And, um, and the Rio Grande, more than 2,000 people were in custody in a space for 715.
1: How does that even work?
0: And the Biden administration is scrambling and they're still not calling it a crisis. They're calling it a stressful challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've just got to say in January, more than 5,800 unaccompanied children were here. Um, never, uh, near 7,500 families were taken into custody by customs and border protection by the U S Mexico border. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are just increasing, uh, consistently. So, you know, I just think that in conclusion to, the shots and just having to prove different things and where we are with the mandate right now. I always go back to what you said, uh, flow. We have to put our mask on, you know, and in the, in the instance of a plane crash, we got to get our oxygen you help yourself first before, before we before can you help, help others. others. And I think it's genius. I really think that that is something that this country needs to focus on. Yeah. We have to focus on our people, Our people are also all peoples of different ethnicities, backgrounds, everything. Those are our people. Mm -hmm. Now, the people that are coming over, I just want to say again, being kept in a cage, is kind of like being put in a jail cell, right? Mm -hmm. You have a cell and you have a cage. Mm -hmm. The two similarities are both have broken the law. Right. The only difference is we don't know what more laws the ones in the cage are about to break. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna release, you don't know like their true intention, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: You know, I it's was unfortunate. Just, I was just saying that the other day because that catch and release is still, you know, being implemented right now. And if I personally was working for the border con- border patrol, I would be like, I'm not even gonna catch anybody today.
0: <laughs> Seriously,
1: like <laughs> I don't want to work. I'd be lazy and for be what? like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just gonna let them go anyways. Right. Um. And I don't know if you saw, but just
0: today was a uh, breaking news. I've been getting so many amber alerts on my phone. A oh, uh, three year old girl was just actually abducted out of Woodlands, the Woodlands area here yeah. in Texas. You know, it's just scary. You don't know people's intentions. And I really do believe before you make me put on my mask, take off my mask, get a shot, don't get a shot, maybe we should focus on our people before letting mass majority herds of people. That we don't know anything about or have no. any kind of, you know, any kind of health requirement now, coming over here. I
1: do see, and I have heard. I watched a little bit of a press conference. Um, what's the lady's name? Uh, Joe Biden, speaker.
0: Uh, the redhead. Yes. Good question. I, I don't I can't know. Her say name. it correctly.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, she was basically stating, you know, to defend the reason why we're allowing them to come over and allowing them into the country. Um, Because they're working towards their citizenship and it used to be the law used to be before like you apply for your citizenship, you wait in your country until you get the okay and then you can come once they're ready for you. Right. Well, now we're allowing the immigrants from no matter what country you come from, I'm not only saying Mexico, no matter what country you come from, we're allowing them to stay here until their court date, until they find out if they're going to be allowed their citizenship or to apply for their citizenship or or whatnot or whatever. Um and her defense was was just that like we should just let them stay here until we figure it out okay so why don't we just if if that's what they want to do and and you want to allow everyone to come over we need to come up with some kind of database to track them we need to come up with something it's sad because literally what i think of is like not a cage, but like a place to keep them like, okay, you cross the border, you want to, you want to apply for, or you want to become an American citizen because you came over here. Okay. Now live in this place and stay here. And we'll, it's, it's going to have to be something like a jail of some sort. Right. You know, and, and I'm not saying to keep people locked up, but we're, we need to come up with a plan to keep them some somewhere safe. And not just allow them to go anywhere. You know how big our country is? Right. Someone crosses the border, in, in the Mexico border, and ends up in New York in just a few days. Right. You know, or like the opposite, complete opposite side of the country. We need to come up with something to where we can track these people. You know, what's
0: really crazy is, I don't know where, and I feel like we get stuck on this subject just because, for me, it's a really passionate subject because I just can't ever understand how we have, we already have a, a system. You're not allowed here illegally. Th- this is what the whole thing is. This is I a mean, problem. well, now they're changing it. You know? Now they
1: want they want to keep them here. Okay, so then come up with a better idea besides just allowing them to go wherever they want. Right. Yeah. No,
0: I absolutely agree. And that's the problem is once we need rules, we need it in place. But what happens when that rule is not good enough? Because clearly the one before wasn't good enough. You know, and that's what's getting a little yeah. bit scary is when we're we're bending all these rules. And speaking of bending rules, we have a lot of censorship that's happening on television, mm-hmm. on children and children's books, Dr. Seuss is getting backlash, Mr. Potato Head or Miss pa- Potato Head or now Potato Head. It's just Potato it's, Head. You now. know, there's so many things that are offending so many people. And I'm actually starting to get offended that I'm only five feet tall. And <laughs> I, you know, I can't ride certain roller coasters. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't be an astronaut and I can't do a lot of things. And I'm wondering who can I blame? Who am I going to sue next? Um, You know, that's the biggest thing is right now we're all getting offended and we all have a reason for it, you know. it's And that's the thing too is, you know, like I said, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. I mean, we've both had a COVID. You've been hospitalized. I see people that I love that have passed from COVID Mm -hmm. or their family members and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But it's also a part of life. And I don't know, you know, how we're gonna continuously move forward if we're getting oppressed this way. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a pretty crazy situation that that's going on, and the censorship of now all of these different cartoons are are raci- racially stereotypical. And what were the movies you were telling me about that um, getting? I believe that it's Dumbo, Peter Pan, uh, and Dr. Seuss is getting taken off of Disney Plus because it is,
1: okay. it's not
0: appropriate, you guys. It's just not.
1: I don't think I've seen any of that. <laughs> which, I <I'm, laughs> don't know exactly, like, what, what's happening or why someone would be offended by it. I, right. I wouldn't know.
0: Well, I mean, I just feel like we can actually be offended by anything if we really wanted to. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the issue is children nowadays are stuck to their tablet Mm-hmm. they're stuck on their video game, which, hey, and by the way, I'm I'm a fan of video games, fan of tablets. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I can't play video games. I haven't played them since Wave Racing and Mario Kart. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all for it. I think that that's good. I think it gets kids' brains moving just as it does reading a, a Kindle book. Yeah. You know, it's you're not turning a page, but you're reading something. I think that certain things get kids' brains moving. But, you know, we're just in a time where I feel like We're censoring, we're showing such like vulnerability on so many different levels and how we're getting offended that kids nowadays are so stuck in that world and that trance of YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. What happens when these kids get off YouTube, they go into the real world and somebody says, you're fat. Oh my God. (laughs) Man, you're ugly. Yeah. Like, look at your, look at your mom. Like, oh, you don't have a dad. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many things that these kids don't even know they're in for. Yeah. You know, like. Little kids can't even look in the eyes with anyone and say hello. Mm-hmm. They're freaked out by it, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I feel like, let these kids watch these shows. We're going to all be offended yeah. by something. What happens whenever you were playing dodgeball and you were the last one picked? I don't even know if that's allowed anymore. <laughs> I'm serious. It's a crazy, crazy thing. You can't say sit Indian style. Yeah. That's offensive. Um, the syrup just got changed. Um i don't know what's next it's it's getting crazy uh but with all this being said too i know that you watched a movie and i was able to watch it as well that was really really uh heartwarming and it, mm-hmm. it just talked kind of being a little bit more positive here on america uncensored and talking about how hard work really pays off yeah um
1: do you know what the movie was called it's called greater it's um on netflix it's a based on a true story an actual um football player and it basically shows where he grows up and speaking of how we were just talking about you know like um the sensitive ship. sensitive <laughs> sensitive, ship. <laughs> sensitive ship i like yeah. that uh-huh. <laughs> just made up a word mm-hmm. sensitive sorry ship. um but no how just how sensitive everyone is um it basically shows a little boy growing up and his dream was to play football and he, his dream was, you know, to go to a certain school and play football for them. And he was just, you know, a big old boy, like his mom says in the movie. And he was he was a big boy and he got bullied and his coaches talked to him a certain way and he just kept on pushing like he um, it's a really good movie. You guys got to go watch it. He's um, really about his faith in God and he just it's a good movie. And you know, I don't want to give too much. Yeah,
0: the reason why I wanted to talk about this though is we were talking about that censorship and sensitivity. Coaches have had to change their tune a 90,000 degrees. You know that firsthand. <laughs> I know firsthand because you know, growing up um, in martial arts, you know, my instructors were a lot of them flew over here from Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them, it was called special training when those ones came down, <laughs> um, and they knew zero English and what we knew was to immediately respond when they were trying to get you to do something. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got the crap beat out of us, uh, with bamboo sticks, knuckles, uh, whatever was in sight. We got, we got torn, but because of that and because of that training, um, you know, I was able to go to multiple junior Olympics. I was able to train at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. Um, I was able to get sponsorship. I was able to get so many different things that I was pushed and Mm -hmm. worked hard for. And the coaches, it was very rare that we got a good job. Yeah. And actually, you know, uh, just to throw out there, it's gruchi. That's good in Korean, and so it was so crazy. You'd be going and going and going. You're maybe on hour number six of the day, mm-hmm. and then you know your instructor looks at you and tells you that one time, and the whole six hours was worth it because you never you you worked so hard to please that coach. And in this movie that Flo is talking about, it was so crazy because there's this boy who's probably like twelve years old on the field, and he made a he made a bad play. He goes and sits down. Well, actually, his coach pulls him off the field and is like, your fat ass needs to play. What the hell was that? And, I mean, he was just losing his mind on this kid. The parents were sitting in the stands and kind of just had like a, oh, man, this is rough Mm -hmm. face, you know, on. And that's the faces my parents had on. Oh, man, this isn't going to be good. Or, oh, man, (laughs) like, oh, she shouldn't have been talking. Or, oh, you know, like. But, you know what? It molded me in such a way that, well, now that's my job for a living. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm so thankful for having that sternness, uh, because now, you know, I'm in class with kids. Like I said, that their problems are, I don't want to punch the bag because it hurts my hand. Yeah. Well, welcome to life kid. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of things that are going to hurt you, you know? And so I, I mean, it is a great movie, you guys, um, if you can watch it because it just shows you. The nonstop, I tell my students and I just told them recently, talent will not outbeat hard work. And so for any of you that um, also that have children or anything, you know, make sure that we are tuned in, tapped in and really pushing them to their best limits. And I'm not saying push them over their limits, Mm -hmm. push them to their best limits. You'll be surprised even as a parent that your child can do the things that you might not even think that they could have done. And so it's, it's a really inspiring movie, and I think it's just wonderful. And there's no censorship in there as far as seeing what the ruthless yeah. reality is of having to work hard to get what you want. And, and, and the ending is, is going to be something that I hope inspires everybody as well.
1: Yeah, and, and just watching that, I was like, oh, my God. Just I couldn't stop but think, Could you imagine what would happen if someone talked to someone's kid like that now – in this day and age oddly
0: enough you can be illegal and come to america but i wouldn't be able to tell a kid shut your ass up and sit your fat ass down (laughs) because guess where i'd be in jail right and i would also have my face plastered every on every newspaper article magazine it's the worst coach
1: of the year it's kind (laughs) of crazy to me that we went we went from the kind of training that you endured and I know a lot of people who've trained in a lot of different sports and stuff, and they went through the same hard training where it was like hard to do, right. you know? Um, how did we go from that to everyone gets a ribbon, you get 13th place? You know, I I believe personally that... Um, By the way, my daughter played t-ball and she got a participation.
0: (laughs) I'm not even sure she participated that much. You have to do it now. It's something that literally you have to do. And now I will tell you, I have seen children that received a participation participation trophy. Mm -hmm. And due to that, they ended up being phenomenal athletes because they got a taste of what that was like. Yeah. So, you know, that. It's, it's, it's such a really, yeah. it's a rough time to know what should we do? What's right. What's not right. I don't really know. Um, but I am more on that old school. You know what? Like no great coach that I ever knew. And this is my favorite speech to say no great coach ever. You could never look at them and say, I can only do 10 pushups coach. And the, the phenomenal coach say, all right, 10 pushups. That's what it is. No, no (laughs) NFL player, no NFL player, no no gold medal gymnast, no baseball player, no soccer player ever had a coach that said, all right, all right, you feel like you can only run a little bit today? We'll just only run a little bit today. No, that never happened. So do you want to be good or do you want to be great? Um, And then Danny said they needed Johnny Lawrence to be like, Quiet exactly so yeah you know that's from cobra kai yeah i don't know and and danny said that they're basically all dimitri from cobra kai yeah Uh, and if you guys remember dimitri uh or if you haven't seen it dimitri's kind of the outcast and then he like discovers this like kind of darker side that you know is like oh i'm a ninja now i'm cobra kai and then he thinks he's kind of a, a billy badass but um yeah, I think that it's a really great movie. I think that we have a lot going on in the world and it would be good to sit down if you have children Yeah, and and watch that movie and, you know, explain to them what hard work does for you yeah. and where it can get you and how people will remember you by that hard work.
1: Yeah, it's a really good example of what, like you said, what hard work will get you and how it pays off. Absolutely. For sure. um, I want to end now with uh,
0: President Trump, former. Um, he... Just talked this past week at his first at speech pack, yeah, and it was his his first speech. And I will just start by telling you guys, I had chills. Mm. Um, and you know what? I got a really great compliment, Flo, and Danny, if you're listening still, I went to a a good friend's get together this week, and you were there, mm. and one of the guys came up to me and said, "Man, I really love your show." Yeah. And I didn't even know that he was listening. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know that. And so I was just really like, that was a really feel good. So a I few think for of them- you me, and me and Danny, that's a really great feeling to have. Um, and so, you know what he said though? He said, I like that you're just not bashing one political party. Yeah. That you're, you know, you're talking about things and you're talking about your opinion and trying to put behind it also those facts and just different things that are there. Yeah. And it's just, it's a good, it's really good. And so what I wanted to say, though, is I got chills when former President Trump came on stage and started talking. And I don't know if it's because I I was a Trump supporter when he was in office, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it was that or because I've seen how much he's endured as a human being and how he's been completely shut off from the world and censored. Yeah. Yeah and then finally seeing him able to take the stage to speak gave me this just like, I don't know, it was just a very weird feeling. Like it was a very like, kind of like I was proud. Like I felt good yeah. for him. Like I felt like, oh, come on, man, say something. Like, you know, and people have been like, man, I'm kind of getting an itch. I haven't heard Trump bitch about something or Trump go on Twitter in a long time. You know, people are making jokes out of it. I but know,
1: he used to write some funny every stuff. Every day,
0: yeah, every day. And, um, you know, when he walked out, I really just felt like, wow, like, way to go. Way to go for... Like, you survived You survived it, man. And you know what? He came out, and if you haven't heard his speech and him talking, and you don't think that it was phenomenal, we will never agree. I mean, there's just some things that, you know, I can sit here all day long and say, God, Biden's just like... Is he ever going to, you know, get with the program? Or And then I can see him do certain things and say, man, that was really good. That I really good like idea. that. I like yeah. that thought. You know, but if you don't think that this guy's speech was phenomenal, we're just not going to be on the same page. But
1: he came out, and um, Flo, I don't know, did you watch it? I caught bits and pieces of it, but to be honest with you, a lot of it kind of worried me. And how come? Um, well, he just talked about certain things. He did hint at a 2024 2024, you know, the possibility of him running again, right? He did hint that, but um, I was a little concerned and just like listening to what's going to be happening. And going back to this winter storm that we just had, we talked about it, I think, last week. Some people received energy bills that were like two hundred thousand dollars or more, you know, because they're on a very, from what I understand, you're on a you're not on a fixed rate, you're on a variable. And basically, these companies can charge you 10 cents a kilowatt one day and thirty five dollars a kilowatt the next day, you know. And so some people were getting these outrageous bills and, you know, president, former President Trump, sorry, um, mentioned in his speech, like that's where we're heading to because, you know, Biden's administration is wanting to get rid of the oil and wanting to get rid of that. And we're trying to switch over to you know
0: electronic everything yes
1: and in doing that that's what's going to happen our our power is going to cost us a lot more money than it does now and that scared me because I mean that's how we live you know like absolutely it's already scary when in the summertime when you get a four hundred dollar you know light bill because it's so hot in Texas that it's it's really scary that scared me that worried me a lot and then the gas price when he said you know like it's gonna be seven dollars by the end of the year experts are expecting it to be seven dollars a gallon like we better still be shut down because i can't i can't afford that to drive to work we better start looking to drive to school like seriously like that's scary and gas around here has already gone up a A lot yeah and to be honest with you i Don't remember the last time it has gone up that much.
0: Right. I am. That's why I loved the speech. Yeah. Because it's what we don't want to hear. Well, it scared me because it's our reality. (laughs) What we're living right now. It's the raw truth. Yeah. You know, it's the raw truth. And I never liked Trump for the certain ways that he said things. I liked him for how he wasn't scared. To tell us things. Yeah. He kind of talks a little funny. <laughs> but. But.
1: I'm, he's. You know. What, but yeah. But what I
0: love about that is. That's what I want. I need someone to tell us. Hey look.
1: This is what's going to happen. You might not like you it. Know, but. This a lot is of. A lot of people I know. Like Trump. For that reason. Because we're always like. What is the government. Trying to cover up. Like. Oh this is happening. Right. This scandal is <laughs> happening. Yeah. What's the government. Trying to cover that's up. Right. You know. And I kind of felt like. The whole time. Even though at first. I was not a big fan of Trump. But just him personally. Not necessarily his administration or his um, policies, just him. And I know I know a lot of people just don't like him. Yeah, and absolutely. that's the reason why they they'll just vote the other way, just because they don't like him as a person. And I I'm I am guilty of that yeah, in the past. I yeah. um, but
0: I think that you know with you just saying that I don't mean to cut you off, no, no, no. but I think that's the thing though is. We need the truth. We
1: need to know what's being said. That's what I was saying. A lot of people appreciate that about him, that there's no like the government's not trying to cover up anything because he's being straight up, blunt and honest with us, whether we like it or not, what's happening in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that's really crazy to me is I saw yesterday or the day before. Um, and, and it's been a few days, but that day there was it was on the news and people were questioning it biden has been in the office for 41 days now it's more don't quote right um and still hasn't held a press conference and i feel like president trump was on the tv every single day right (laughs) (laughs) it literally i mean i know that's exaggerating but he did it often and kept us informed and me just because i personally worry about everything i liked that
0: well can i tell you you know when you just saying that uh before we sign off you know You saying that just, like, hit the nail on the head. Trump let us know every move. Yeah. He was on Twitter. If somebody came out to say something, he would say, oh, well, this and that, and so the bomb's over here. They're not going to mess with USA. Or, hey, we're doing this and that. Like, I mean, and people got annoyed with it. But I actually don't feel like we have a president right now. Is that not weird? Like, I feel like... I don't know the last time I've really... Like, I feel like he's not... Trump was involved. Maybe he did it the more modern way. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was, you know, directly like we have our but phones But that's in the front of world us. that
1: we live in now. We're on our phones. We're on social media. We see everything the minute it's happening. Right. Not like my, like just for example, like my mom's age before there were smartphones and stuff like that. She right. had to wait and watch the news to see what was going on at nine o'clock, you know? Yep. Now it's, we live in that world. We want that constant. And I feel like everyone I know wants that constant what's going on. We want to be in the know. That's the reason why we have internet on our phones and not just on computers at home. Absolutely. Um, It's crazy. I think we have
0: a lot to talk about in these upcoming weeks and I'm actually really excited for it. And for those of you that don't know, it is live right now on TV. They have been um, going over their their process. The Senate is expected to begin their voting on the COVID-19 relief um, today. So... Make sure if you're not tuned in. Hey, I may not have
1: voted for him, but I'm all for the stimmy. I need it. (laughs) Send it over. Hey, you know what, though? Um, Because I feel like that's the only thing he is working on for the American people right now. Well, but you know what?
0: Uh, We could debate this all day. (laughs) The COVID relief package, though, that's what they're debating is. there's so little for the American people. Mm. And that is the issue. Fourteen hundred dollars for us. $250,000, $1 Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, one million dollars for this, fifteen million yeah. here. It's a like a trillion dollars or whatever bill. But you know, I don't know. I think that um, we have a lot, like I said, coming up. And I think that if you are not in the now and you don't know what's going on in politics, please, 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 let's have a conversation. Yeah, I want to. I want to get to the point to where we we start to bring out people as well onto America uncensored, or even if it's uh vocally and we do it just like this and over, over line, uh, I want, I want to get everything out and I want to see different people's opinions, point of views, and let's just see where we can go with each other as fellow Americans and see what we can accomplish. Um, right now, you guys, we only have about 30 seconds left. So I want to take this time to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today. Please make sure to join us again next Thursday. Our time has changed. 4- yeah. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Please make sure you tune back into us, you guys. And we are again, we are on Spotify. Um, you can look us up also on YouTube. So we have different platforms that we are streaming on right now. Tell your friends, tell your family about us as well. We're going to be doing another giveaway. um, That's going to be happening soon. So please make sure to tune in next Thursday, 3 p.m. to America Uncensored. All right, you guys, stay tuned. We look forward to
1: having you. You guys have a great week. Um, We can't wait to talk some more about these events that are happening
0: absolutely you guys we look forward to seeing you soon remember tune in america uncensored you guys
1: every thursday 3 p.m